Welcome to another episode of Colorado Blurred Girl. Come journey with this Colorado Blurred as she explores her favorite works and the lessons that they have given her along the way. I'm your host, Elise, the Colorado Blurred, and thank you again so much for joining me for another episode. I'm really excited about this week's topic. We just had Mother's Day, and it actually capped off Teacher Appreciation Week. And for me, that was just too perfect because my mother is actually a retired teacher, So showing my appreciation for teachers seems like a great present for her in general. (laughs) Um, I'm going to showcase different teachers, mentors that are in my favorite animes that I think are worth just paying attention to and kind of giving some love to educators in general. They're so important and they deserve the spotlight. So again, I'm really excited about this week's topic. And with that, Let's go ahead and get into our first commercial for the culture. It's going to be a double feature this week because I just couldn't decide who to shine the spotlight on. And yeah, again, really excited. So let's get right into it with our first commercial for the culture. For our first commercial for the culture, uh, I'm going to showcase a teacher, Tony Jackson, um, on Instagram. You can find him at He Rhymes With Me. He also is on TikTok, which is how I found him. Uh, he, you might have seen him before on a Microsoft um, commercial being featured for being a fun teacher and integrating technology into his classroom, but he is a rapper and a poet and just an all-around amazing educator. Just really see that he works to make his classroom a fun place for his students and the passion that he has for education as a whole. I believe he comes from a line of teachers too. So clearly runs in the family. Just if you, I don't know, want faith in public education a little bit right now, a bright spot, totally worth a follow or at least just a little bit of a watch. He has a YouTube channel as well. Just really enjoyable, fun, amazing guy. Um, again, on TikTok and on Instagram, he rhymes with me. And also throw in a little bit of a just like asterisk. He does get political. So if you're not into people talking politics at all, then maybe not your person. But I find him super enjoyable. I like hearing what he has to say. So again, worth a follow. For my second person that I will showcase in my teacher episode, it is a gentleman who is a black American, has moved to Japan to teach kindergartners. Um, His name is Patrick. You can find him on TikTok, also on Instagram. His handle is The Paper Pat on TikTok. Just one word, The Paper Pat. On Instagram, in between each word is a period. So the period, paper, period, pat. He is just super light. Again, more of just showcasing differences in cultures. And as a black person interacting with young Japanese kids being one of their first points of contact for a person of color, as far as like a truly black person, I find his stories to be really interesting and fun. Um, He's just a really nice-seeming man. Like, I don't know. It's just one of those things of he has really cute stories. I know people that have been kindergartner teachers. So 
for me, it's just one of those things of, yeah, I'm sure that's exactly what it would be like. And it's just really cute stuff. I feel like it's a lot of prep for, in my mind, the differences that would be occurring if I move to Japan or when I visit Japan for the first time. So I guess it's kind of that like, a little bit of a dip in the toe of what to expect in general. But again, I don't know. It's worth a follow for me. I really find it enjoyable and cute um, on Instagram and TikTok. The Paper Pat. Give him some love. And with that, let's get back to our show. <laughs> back, you guys. So for our first section today, I want to feature my OG teachers that made an impression on me. So these are from the series that I started watching in the beginning of my anime journey, specifically Naruto and Bleach. So let's focus first on Naruto. I, I mean, where do you start if not with Kakashi Sensei? I just, to anybody who has watched anime, especially from the generation that I'm from. We got started most often with something like Naruto, Sailor Moon, Dragon Ball Z, or possibly Pokemon. So most people have met Kakashi Sensei. And when I tell you that he started my fascination with white-haired characters, it cannot be like... Minimized, I suppose. I love white haired characters, and Kakashi Sensei, I think, is definitely a major reason why. But, anyways, he was the leader of Team 7, Naruto's original squad, when he got started in Naruto and in Naruto Shippuden. So, this man is just like, first of all, he was very mysterious and super cool because he's a badass ninja, but also just the way that he tolerates these three super different personalities in the kids that he's mentoring between Sasuke, um, Sakura, and Naruto. Like, the tolerance this man has, I could never. (laughs) And I think it was one of the things that showcased patience and also like staying true to your own personality because he's really cool and laid back but every once in a while they would just get under his skin to show that little bit that's hidden behind the mask and just the way he would figure out the most efficient way to bring out the lessons he needed from his students without just giving them the answer you know but always being there, always being the presence to let them know that, like, he is there for them genuinely. And I think especially I look back at the educators that had an impact on me that were able to really show me that they saw me and were able to show that they supported me in my trying to figure out my own journey were the ones that I'm forever grateful to, you know, the, I don't know, I think that to me is the difference between people that are educators because of their passion versus people that do education just as a career. 
like that want to truly help us grow and develop in its own trajectory rather than how you think it should go. It's just, it's a very difficult skill. And I think all of the different uh, senseis that are shown, especially in Naruto, are, they each have their very own style and they're all very flawed in their own way. So like, Looking at Kakashi, he's pervy (laughs) with his book. He loves his romances and everything. But, like, obviously not in a way that's inappropriate. It's just one of those things of, like, why are you always reading these pervy novels, you know? But, like, then you have Lady Tsunade with her gambling issues. But she is a master healer and is able to make Sakura, her pupil, into this master healer. And she's a badass as well and can kick your ass for sure. So, like, just, again, showcasing completely different styles of doing it, but also very effective teachers and mentors to varieties of personalities in the different shonen that they take under their own mentorship, you know? Just, again, not everybody needs to be a teacher in a stereotypical way, but I think when you do notice that you're imparting your knowledge in any way, shape, or form to a second generation, to take that seriously enough in the understanding of you're being a guide, and that does matter, and like be your true self because that's what allows people to find their own journey, but also remember like what that position means and how it can really have an impact on the students that you take on. And the other anime that brought a lot of different, I would say senseis to it that I really admired was Bleach and Yoruichi number one, when you first meet Yoruichi, she's a cat. And honestly, it's not even that she's just a cat, but that she's a black cat. And just the way, I don't know, it was just such a perfect way to show her just like badass, elite ninja mastery. And when she goes into, uh, I'm sorry, All of this is spoilers if you haven't seen Bleach. But again, I'm showcasing the people. So when Yoruichi goes into Soul Society, is able to show that she is this, like, just super badass, like, dark-skinned woman and is just, I don't know. It's one of those, like, watching her fight in general. Like, you already were like, wow, she is so knowledgeable and what would any of these kids be doing without her right now? But then once she gets to be within her own body again in the soul society and is showcasing like her true skill set against the other soul reapers, like man, ugh, girl crush moment for sure. She's just so amazing. And was like one of the first dark skin characters that I was able to see besides like, bishop and storm you know to where it was like oh man this character is amazing and i am super into this show because of her like 
Bleach was already really good, but the character of Yoroichi like absolutely cemented that series as one that I really just enjoyed, truly. And the second character within Bleach that made me really enjoy it for completely opposite reasons, I guess, was Uehara. Like, just sitting over here being very coy in his convenience store, knowing all of the answers, but not really sharing anything. Just his mysterious aura was one of my favorite things in my original watching of Bleach to where I just constantly couldn't figure out what his deal was. And I loved it. It was just, and again, like he's not a white haired character, but pretty close. So obviously I just was intrigued. (laughs) Like, his relationship with Yorichi, just really wanting to know more of their backstory and why they both weren't living in the Soul Society anymore, but at the same time were really respected and kind of feared in general. Like, you could just tell that the skill set that both of these people had was so well-known and well-regarded amongst everybody that understood who they actually were so like when he was running his training session with Ichigo in the basement complex situation again just so intrigued it's like how are you so knowledgeable what like what is your deal what is your story what are your motives again how is he using his personal style to help Ichigo to become the soul reaper that he needed to become. Just completely different training, completely different nuances than Yoruichi, but equally as talented and equally as badass, and I just love them both. So if you haven't checked out Naruto, Shippuden, the original, or any of the movies, they're all worth it. It's a bit of a long watch in general, but it's one that you can kind of pick up and put down. I definitely have multiple times, so there's no rush. And similar deal with Bleach. Again, they've been out for so long, so it's one of those things of watch them, pick it up, put it down. You can watch an arc and then put it down for a while, watch something else. It's really, they're just action shonens. Um, Easy to watch, fun, a lot of fights, a lot of coming of age and figuring out yourself and what makes you special and strong and all that jazz as far as just like, I don't know, looking at young adults and that school life mixed with some supernatural or ninja stuff. Just please go watch them. Definitely worth it. With that, let's go ahead and do our second commercial for the culture. All right, so for our second commercial for the culture, I am going to showcase a young woman who I found again on TikTok, but she also does Instagram. Um, Her name is Bobby, but the page to follow is The Afternoon Special. She does, I would call them like little vignettes of different pop culture features and facts 
super interesting, a range of topics. The 90s and early 2000s nostalgia for me is like what it is all about. She's just super, it's really cute and very professional. I love her style and it's just like this little corner where you get to just sit down and Bobby tells you these awesome little facts about like Nickelodeon, Disney, just all types of different shows um, ranging from like kids stuff to adult things. I know she's done like Back to the Future. I don't believe that she does like Not Safe for Work or 18 plus content. Don't quote me on that, but I'm pretty sure she doesn't. I'm, I think it's safe for all ages. So please go and give her a like and a follow. Again, really enjoyable stuff. Um, the afternoon special. Go support Bobby. And with that, let's get back to our show. Welcome back. So for our second segment, I want to focus on animes that are more slice of life. So featuring educators and coaches that are more realistic. So the first one I'm going to talk about is Chihayafuru. Um, the club advisors from multiple high schools. I'm going to focus on two specifically. So the main club advisor that is in charge of all of the main characters, her name is uh, Miss Taiko, and she's also known as the Empress. Um, I found her character to be a very interesting arc in general because she's such a just like sub character to the whole plot. But when the series begins in season one, she's almost like an adversary to the um, Carta Club because she is like a homeroom teacher. She's the tennis club advisor. She doesn't play Carta. She doesn't get Carta. So a lot of her attitude towards the Carta Club in general and sorry. Suppose I should explain in case you don't know what Karada is. It is a Japanese card game that is played on like a competitive level when you get up to it. But it is using um, the 100 poems, I believe. And it's kind of like a memory game where you have a reader who reads out parts of these poems and the players have to try to touch the card that matches with the poem being read the fastest. That's the gist of what this game is. It's way more, I'm sure it's more nuanced than that, but just for layman's understanding. So this teacher, the Empress, uh, she doesn't give Karada any real do or credit. She thinks it's not that important and it's just this hobby that these kids are kind of wasting their time with until they're graduating. But as she continues to be their advisor and goes to more competitions with them and just experiences more and more of the competitive arena that is Karada, especially when you get to like the highest level of the master and the queen rounds of these kind of things just develops into a completely different advisor for her club. She does a complete 180 in terms of supporting the members of the Carta Club, 
the amount of importance that she puts on being present for the different competitions for them. And just even though she understands that she isn't a pro in terms of Carta, like she admits that she doesn't have the poems all memorized and all that kind of stuff, just being able to watch somebody that, again, I think is a genuine educator, and I would say quite simply, just wants the best for her students, you know, like truly is hoping to to help guide them into just adulthood to become whole people. And I found that arc to do be genuinely interesting, especially in my own adulthood. And even when I start to compare it to the other club advisor that is from the competing high school of Fujisaki High, uh, Miss Midori, she is somebody that was a runner-up to the queen. So again, somebody that is an expert in the art of karata, the activity of karata, the sport of karata. I think it can be classified as all three for sure. But just to show the difference it makes in having a genuine experience in the subject versus book learning of a subject, being able to see the blatant examples between the two advisors on what a difference that makes for their club and the people that are playing, Um, being able to watch Chihaya benefit from both, honestly, along with plenty of the other players that that she goes up against as she tries to become the best in Japan. And in a very similar vein, the other set of coaches and teachers that made a real impact from watching the show for me was the anime Haikyuu, which is, again, a volleyball anime. I have done a showcase on this anime before. Uh, It's near and dear to my heart. Love it so much. Really enjoyable watch. But the coaches that are present, like the coaches and the club advisor, especially when looking at Kurosano, the both coaches, um, the original Coach Ukai and then the current Coach Ukai, love. (laughs) I love their personality. The gruff, just like no bullshit, real hard ass coaches. Like those are the coaches that always got the best results out of me. So they're near and dear to my heart, I'd say of they have expectations and you cannot snake your way around it because they understand the potential that is there. They are just so good at being able to see, like, the hidden beast within their players, you know? Like, I just adore those coaches in general. And the fact that they're just really crass and funny, especially the current Coach Yukai, like, I love how even though he's trying really hard, you can sense, like, the labor that's within it. I just, it speaks to my soul. He's great. (laughs) And then... The other person within Haikyuu that I absolutely just have to give a shout out to is Takeda, the club advisor. He, number one, the lengths he goes to for his team, absolutely understands that 
he doesn't understand everything within volleyball, that there's only so much he's able to bring to the team because he doesn't play. So he knows that he needs a coach, which is why he's so adamant in recruiting Coach Ukai to come back and be the head coach within Karasano. And that he has no shame. He realizes that he might have to beg. Like, he... he there's nothing that's too beneath him, I would imagine. I'm sure there is a line he has. But, like, he will go that extra mile to get what his team needs. Like, he is there for his guys and will do everything to the best of his ability to get whatever it is that they need to be successful. I would be remiss to not again bring up one of my favorite quotes in general that he bequeathed to me (laughs) of when Hinata is just getting ahead of himself and wanting to be better in his skill sets than he is at present of truly saying him down and scolding him but saying to him he who climbs the ladder must start at the bottom and again as somebody crafting my creative journey and really working to mold all of these different creations that I want to take fruit, that remembering of you are where you are and you can only get better, but starting the journey is the first hump and really putting in that effort and making sure you're not just trying to skip to an end step unnecessarily is so important. And it's something that's easy to forget because we get focused on the end goal of being great and being the superstar that we all want to be. We all just want to be a tiny giant, right? Like, maybe you don't understand that reference because you might not have watched the show. But in other words, like, you want to be a superstar. You want to surprise people because your stature might not match exactly what kind of skill set you have lying underneath. It's just, ah, it's great. I love the show. I love both Chihaya Furu and Haikyuu excellent watches again slice of life's so a change of pace from the like fantasy extreme fighting high action stuff much more of a everyday scenarios contemplate what you're doing with yourself and your goals and your passions and how are you choosing to pursue them to make them into a reality your reality so with that let's go ahead and break for our second commercial for the culture or, no, it's our third. Ah, our third commercial for the culture. <laughs> and we're back for another commercial for the culture. So, for this break, I'm showcasing a cosplayer. Um, his name is Savon. On TikTok, you can find him at Sailor Goon. And so it's Sailor G O Zero N. And then on Instagram, you can find him as Sailor with C A I L O R G O O N. He is a super interesting cosplayer. Um, He's a black guy with dreads, so all of his cosplays incorporate dreads. 
especially once he does like some of the characters like he does Todoroki from My Hero Academia so the red and the white is just on point he does a Gojo from Jujutsu Kaisen and again the white hair is just on point like his contacts the makeup just he does a wonderful job on all of the cosplays from all of the different fandoms that he chooses to do. So please give him a like and a follow supporting black cosplayers and different content creators of color. And yeah, it's just, he does really fun and amazing pieces. So please give him the love, the likes, the follows. And with that, let's go ahead and get back to our episode. All right, guys, welcome back. And in this last section, I'm going to showcase the newer batch of more shonen um, type animes that, again, have teachers or senseis in them that I just love and think you should, I don't know, get into. Hopefully you love as well. <laughs> so the first I'm going to talk about is actually My Hero Academia because... Why not, since it is literally about a high school? <laughs> and if you don't know what My Hero Academia is about, it's basically a bunch of kids that are superheroes in training going through a bunch of different scenarios within that, like all kinds of hijinks ranging from different disasters to just like, what are you going to do at the high school club fair, you know? showcasing your class. So my favorite teacher, and I'm sure a lot of favorite teachers in the My Hero Academia fandom is Eraserhead or Mr. Aizawa, the homeroom advisor for class 1A, the main class that gets focused on within My Hero Academia. And I love Mr. Aizawa. He is just... The embodiment of so many teachers that I had that were just like, you almost can't tell if they like teaching because they're so chill about it, where you're like, do you care at all? But whenever push comes to shove, they were the ones that always just really had your back. And especially when I got to high school, trying to figure out what I was actually passionate about. These were the teachers that absolutely gave me the same Mr. Aizawa vibes of I didn't think you would have like even known who I was until you figured out that I was really adept at, I don't know, just talking. So you pointed me into speech and debate, you know, like the teachers that everybody just thinks is so cool and really wants to just like kind of be friends with but at the same time like obviously keep them as that teacher relationship but you're just like man like you've got to be the coolest person outside of school and then he is just so on top of being aware of what is happening with his students while also being like a genuine hero and involved in so many other missions and elements within like helping these different heroes to develop and having to do like the press conference stuff and be like a genuine professional admin type person while also <laughs> having to scold Deku and Bakugo in their petty arguments and just like 
being annoyed at these middle high school age kids, you know, just genuinely exhausted all the time. And I absolutely connect with that vibe. I just feel like so many young professionals understand the sighs that come out of Ayazawa's mouth so wholeheartedly. (laughs) It's just great. But yeah, so again, My Hero Academia, Eraserhead with Mr. Ayazawa, like chef's kiss. And we're going to move on to the next anime. Just... I don't know. I feel like I want to keep it tight on these three that I'm going to showcase in this section. So the second anime is called Assassination Classroom. Basically, it is a group of students who are like the delinquent kids, the throwaways or however you want to label them that get put in this class E and they get assigned a teacher who is like this octopus alien guy And just basically the whole mission of class E is to figure out how to assassinate this alien teacher. So his name is Koro Sensei. I, watching this anime, he's just such a weirdo and is so off. Obviously makes sense because he's like this alien otherworldly being that they don't really understand. So... Being able to watch these, like, delinquent kids get taught by Kuro-sensei, genuinely. He is an amazing teacher. Just this weird side note about him. So watching him genuinely molding their brains so that they are just smarter, well-rounded assassins, in, in essence. Put all this effort forth to, like, truly helping them to develop their personalities and, like, have a goal in life. While still being like, remember that goal in all of this is to eventually kill me. Just being, I don't know, just weird. He is so off all around because he's just crazy fast. He's very smart. He's super protective and just kind of pervy. He has so many elements to his body in general that he's just an interesting character. And then throw in that he is a really good teacher and genuinely cares about his students. And it's just all around really interesting to me. And I like the contrast, again, to the other teachers that are present within the show. He is so different from Karasuma and from Jalakovich. Oh my god, I totally butchered her name. But (laughs) it's because they never use it. Like, oh, she's great. I just... I love all the teachers because they're very different from each other, but they each serve a very crucial purpose in helping these kids to get to their end goal. Like, again, it was, it's real silly, not for young people, but is an enjoyable watch. Is an older show. Well, I mean, it's not older. I think it was in 2016. It's not that old, but really enjoyable. I would absolutely recommend giving it a watch. And... The third anime is a new one. Just came out this last season, Jujutsu Kaisen. Okay, like, uh, this, this anime in my top three, like, definitely top five. I would say probably top three at this point. I love this anime. So many different characters that are in this anime. But, 
again, focusing on teachers right now. I'm going to focus, I'm going to kind of left hook because there is a white haired character who I absolutely adore, but that's who we are not focusing on today. We are focusing on Nanami. So Nanami is a jujitsu sorcerer. He is, I, he's like a step below Gojo. And if you haven't watched this show, you probably don't know who these characters are. If you have watched this show, you obviously understand who I'm talking about, but. I don't want to get too bogged down with all of that because that's not what we're talking about right now. But basically, Nanami is a sorcerer who has been able to experience multiple different lifestyles. So he was a student of Jiu-Jitsu Tech and went through the whole process of learning about becoming a sorcerer. And upon graduating, decided that probably just, it wasn't for him. He wanted to do something else. So he went corporate and tried to live that normal lifestyle, make some money, and that wasn't for him either. And just the way that they use Nanami to be opposite of Gojo, and he's so practical and just real logical in a world that is so steeped in mysticism and the unknown, like his just dry practical nature is just so great. His impeccable style of the suit and these glasses and just like really well done hair and just like, oh, just killer. I absolutely love him. Again, the fact that he is completely opposite of Gojo, but he is still invested in being a good mentor. And just at the way that he chooses to help Itadori to become a sorcerer while reminding him of, again, just because he's skilled, it doesn't mean that he's at the same level as himself or especially Gojo or even Megami, you know, like when he keeps reminding him that he's a child, that Itadori is a child. For me, that was just showcasing of such amazing writing and amazing just character development that Nanami is very cognizant of just because you are doing such things as becoming a jujitsu sorcerer, it doesn't take away from the realities of like what stage of life you are in and the fact that I as the adult and your mentor and sensei is responsible for you in these various situations we get put in. Like, ah, he's just great. I love this show so much, you guys. If you have not started it yet, I cannot recommend it enough. Like, ah, it's so good. It was so good. They have sub, they have dub. Like, take your pick. (laughs) It's just the fight scenes. Like, all of the characters. They have badass female characters that stand on their own, are not like fully wrapped around having to be like with a guy or any of that shit. Like these women kick ass. Like all the men kick ass too. But like, man, these women, dude, I was just like, oh my gosh, like, oh my gosh, they're just so, they're so good. I can't give you spoilers about it. I would much rather you guys watch the show. It will have its own showcase, believe me. But Again, Nanami, Chef's Kiss. And with that, let's go ahead and wrap it up with our third commercial for the culture. Third, 
fourth. Wow, I'm sorry, you guys. It's the fourth. That's what happens when I do two at the beginning. <laughs> All right, guys. And for our last commercial for the culture, I'm going to showcase an artist. Her name is Griff. Uh, you can find her on TikTok or on Instagram. Wiffy Griffy. So it's W-I-F-F-Y-G-R-I-F-F-Y. She's a musician. She is, I believe, Jamaican Chinese, out of London. Amazing, just songs. Like, I love her music. She has a bit more of like a mm, like pop dance vibe to her. She just had a release single um, called Black Hole. It's just so catchy. It's one of those like kind of heartbreak, just pop dance anthems. I don't know. It's just really good. It's worth it. And she's coming up with a mixtape that's going to be released. I think it's on pre-order right now. So give her a follow and check her out. I love her stuff. She also had a single called uh, Million Times Better that's really good. So I'll let you guys hear a little bit of her stuff at the close. So please give her some love. Again, that's Griff. Um, you can find her on all the socials. Wiffy Griffy. Super good. So please just give her a listen. And with that, let's go ahead and get back to our episode. We're back. So thank you again for listening to this episode and hearing about different teachers that I think are excellent examples of educators, like what can be brought to mentoring the youth as far as just different things that can be brought to the table that make it worth doing in general. Like I think it's easy to get caught up in teachers being the people that are in classrooms only. And it's so important for us all to remember that there are always lessons to be learned and there are always people to impart your own expertise and guidance to. So being able to see this range of different types and styles of mentors and teachers and coaches that are able to really just make the lives of the people that they're working with better in general. I think it's one of those things that we can remember that we all can do for others. And honestly, I just, I love teachers. I am so grateful for all that you guys do. And we would be nowhere without you. You know, that's how we all are able to continue into the future. So I appreciate you. I am grateful to those that do such work. And with that, let's go ahead and end this episode. You can give me a like and a follow on Instagram and TikTok. It's Colorado Blur Girl, C-O Blurred Girl. You can email me at coloradoblurgirl at gmail.com. And again, um, thank you so much for listening to this episode. I hope you have a wonderful rest of your week. Please stay happy and healthy. And again, uh, this is going to be Griff Black Hole on the outro. Thanks so much for listening, guys. Have a great one. Bye-bye. Yeah.